The Frankie Files. And we're live. How is everybody doing? Happy holidays or whatever you practice where you are. Today I am doing a broadcast on our regular time slot. It just happens to fall on December 25th. Oh my lord. I am not religious. I'm a non-religious classification. Quote marks, air quotes. And today I want to go through a survey just for fun of a variety of religions from this amazing book called All You Want to Know But Didn't Think You Could Ask, written by two high school religious teachers, religious studies teachers, De Vega and Garki. The book is pretty amazing because I wonder if I'd ever get duped. I, I was recruited into religion as a child of eight, but then I also um, tried other religions when I left and then finally realized I didn't want to be religious and that's okay. Um, but I wonder if any of us would get duped by religion unless we're born in, um, even if it was just taught so much better in school of religious studies, just a survey. And then you do see, once you start studying it, how similar each belief is. So in this one, I want to start with Judaism. What is their beliefs? They believe in one God. That's monotheistic religion. The Jewish belief is one personal God who makes covenants with humankind. That appears throughout the Hebrew Bible in Deuteronomy 6.4, for example, the Jewish people find an affirmation of his monotheistic faith. Here, O Israel, the Lord is your God, the Lord is one. Covenant, the Shema conveys belief in the covenant, which is a unique arrangement between, between God and humanity, and which is a foundational belief in Judaism. Obedience to God's Torah. Adherence to the Mosaic commandments revealed in the Torah is another distinct feature of Jewish belief. The word Torah refers to the commandments themselves, the first five books of the Hebrew Bible, collectively. From Judaism to Christianity, many of Jesus' followers took the message of his life, teaching, and resurrection out into the Roman world. They claimed that Jesus was the Messiah through a different kind of Messiah, excuse me, though a different kind of Messiah than Jews, expected at this point in history. Turn this up a little. They further claimed that his death, resurrection, marked the beginning of the New Age. Wow. That term New Age goes all the way back to Jesus' death. No wonder it's so iconic and they loop in Jesus all the time. Paul took his message to Grecian and Asia Minor, which is modern-day Turkey. He established churches in many sites and cities around the Roman Empire and wrote to those churches to encourage them after his departure. Okay, so he spread it around. Christianity. Then there's Protestantism. Luther believed that indulgences were both corrupt and theologically incorrect. 
he drew upon as an interpretation of the book of Romans, describing an unmediated relationship between God and humanity based only on faith, thus rendering indulgences unnecessary to promote his ideas. Luther, Luther posted the 95 thesis or belief statements on the door of the church in Wittenberg, Germany in 1517. In his 21st statement, Luther writes, therefore these preachers of indulgences are in error who say that by the Pope's indulgences, a man is freed from every penalty and saved. For the indulgences gain and avarice can be increased, but the result of the intercession of the churches in the power of God alone. This is a, the whole idea that, you know, you can or cannot be absolved. It's funny because I saw a, an excerpt from a Middle Eastern religion just on this random YouTube video one time. And he was saying the man who who um, touches children and prays is better than the man who um, does not do that and who does not know God. If you know God, quote marks, then you're better than everyone. This is the superiority that makes me um, disagree. You know, superiority should be for works, not for saying, oh, I believe this, so I'm superior. Well, what have you done lately to show any? <laughs> so then there's Anglicanism, third major don denomination of Christianity that came out of the Protestant Reformation, although its founding was more explicitly political than that of Lutheranism or Calvinism. As, pre as previously noted, the Catholic Church exercised significant power in both religious and political affairs. In England, this meant that the king was obligated to the Pope, and as a result, the king was expected to marry a wife who would be advantageous to the Catholic power structure. In the case of Henry VIII, he was required to marry Catherine of Aragon, a member of the Spanish royalty. The marriage would solidify the relationships between England and Spain, both of which were loyal to the Pope. Okay, so Anglicanism, check. The divisions in Christianity, three main divisions. Of course, everyone's saying they're better because their interpretation is better. This is where the absurdity is, where mine, I think about Monty Python, you know, um, this sect is better than this sect, and this belief is better than this belief. It gets so crazy. The main division exists within Christianity. Roman Catholic, one. Eastern Orthodoxy, two. And Protestantism. From these three main groups, many smaller splinter groups also arose. Roman Catholicism and Eastern Orthodoxy grew out of the split between Christians and the East and West during the 11th century. Protestantism arose during the Reformation initiated by Martin Luther in 1517. Today, Roman Catholicism is the largest single division in Christianity. Throughout the centuries, Catholicism spread across the world as European nations conquered other lands. 
Countries that were predominantly Catholic, like France and Spain, took religion along with them as they conquered other people, often forcibly imposing it on the pre-existing population. For this reason, Catholic Christianity is now the largest religious group in South and Central America. They just took it. That's also in the United States, the Philippines, and some parts of Sahara, Sub-Saharan Africa. Orthodox Christians have a unique organizational structure being composed of several self-governing groups, where Catholic Church is a single entity united under the singular authority of the Pope. It's funny how these um, religions are are business structures and people don't recognize like the religion is business. Also, it's not treated by the state as a business. It's treated as a, a worship that doesn't have to pay taxes. But, you know, this is one of the things I say, like, hey, I, I survived this religion. I saw the inner workings. It's business. It's a scam, too. And that shouldn't be allowed in business. Christianity beliefs. Though it's difficult to pinpoint any universal Christian belief, there are a few key ideas which are widespread across many Christian groups, including belief in the Trinity, the sacredness of scripture, and the linear view of time. The Trinity is the Christian concept that God is a deity in three persons, usually named as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, while the word Trinity is nowhere in the Bible. <laughs> so who made that up? How about that? Within a few centuries of the death of Jesus, Trinitarianism was a defining feature of Christian belief, primarily because a series of church councils met specifically to discuss the Trinity. So a church council made up the word Trinity. Believers were faced with a question, who is Jesus? Jewish Messiahism emphasized the military and political role of the anointed one, but did not claim that the Messiah was divine, since this would be an affront to monotheism. For more on Jewish monotheism, see beliefs in the Judaism. Okay. Um Wow, so similar. Okay, moving on. We're, we're moving on to the uh, third major one, Islam. It has many features in common with Judaism and Christianity. This is the thing that people don't even take the time to understand. That first statement, everyone just says, well, they dress different. They're not the same. No, they're very similar. These three religions share the same God, similar prophets, and same linear view of humanity um, in history with a beginning, middle, and ultimate day of judgment. The whole apocalypticism is same in Christianity, in Judaism, and in Islam, period. They Three, also share Abraham as a common ancestor and therefore are often called Abrahamic religions. 
some people call Muslim, Jews, and Christian people of the book because they believe all three religions have scriptures revealed by God. However, in spite of their commonalities, many Jews and Christians misunderstand Islam. This chapter will provide a better understanding. Again, this is all you want to know but didn't think you could ask. Great book. It goes through some history, and I'm going straight to beliefs. Okay. Major beliefs and practices of Islam. The five pillars of Islam are the beliefs and rituals that make up the main practices of the religion. One, Shahada. The first pillar of Islam is the profession of faith called the Shahada. There's a lot of H's in there. Um, recitation of the Shahada by at least two people in good faith is all that is necessary to be considered a Muslim. This is pretty simple. Easy recruitment. Um, Allah is one. Allah is he on whom I'll depend. He begets none. None is he begotten. And none is like him. Surah 112. Okay. Next, Salat. The second pillar is Salat or daily prayer. A devout Muslim is required to pray five times a day. Very demanding. San. The third of the fifth pillars is San, the fast held during the month of Ramadan, the ninth month of the Islamic lunar calendar, according to tradition. During this month, the Prophet received the first revelation of the Quran. Next, Zakat, the fourth pillar, which acts as charity, acts of charity or kindness. Zakat involves giving a compulsory annual percentage of one's net worth to charity, though there is little agreement among Muslims over what that percentage may be, what exactly the percentage may be. Hajj, the fifth pillar is Hajj, or pilgrimage to Mecca, which includes um, Muslims who should try to make this once in his lifetime. The pilgrimage Pilgrimage takes place during five-day period of the final month of the Muslim lunar calendar. And sacred texts. Central, authoritative, and universally accepted sacred text of Islam is the Quran, which is also spelled Quran or Quran. The word Quran means resuscitation. Okay, so that's major belief of Muslim slash Islam. Hinduism. At a glance, Hinduism may seem like polytheistic tradition, but in reality, we would classify it as monoism. Monism is the belief that there's an essence or ultimate reality, Brahman, which is within many forms. This should be not confused with monotheistic traditions in which one god is worshipped. For monotheism, the concept of God is intact and separate from all other spirits. For Hinduism, Brahman is so huge that it would be impossible to worship. Therefore, Hindus worship many deities who represent different attributes of Brahman. 
by breaking down the parts of Brahman into many unique identities. Hindus are able to fully encounter the divine. That's their belief. There are deities with human-like appearances and those who look like animals, including Ganesha, the elephant-headed god who's remover of obstacles. Okay, so that's the main gist of Hinduism. Multi-theistic, well, it says monotheistic, which is really not clear. Okay, Buddhism. Main beliefs in Buddhism is a very systematic religion with one major concept that leads to another. Even though the Buddha paved a path that led to his own enlightenment, this may be different for each person. One of the essential teachings of the Buddha was that everyone's path is unique. The three marks of his existence is anatta, or no ego, anika, or no impermanence, means that all things are continually changing and change cannot be stopped. Or dukkha, often translated as suffering, results from the impertinence of the material world. In impermanence. Nothing we grow attached to will last forever and we will only suffer when it's gone. The Four Noble Truths is another part of Buddhism. The first noble truth, the to live life is to suffer. Second noble truth, the cause of suffering is desire. Third noble truth, to end suffering, it is necessary to end desire and attachment. Fourth noble truth, one must follow the Eightfold Path, a set of ideal practices to minimize desire, thereby minimizing one's suffering. Sikhism. Okay. Major beliefs. Though some people argue that Sikhism is a blending of Islamic and Hindu beliefs, this is not completely correct. While Sikhs are monotheistic, like Muslims, and though they believe in reincarnation like Hindus, Sikh beliefs and traditions are unique and condition and contain, excuse me, and contain many aspects that are unlike either Hinduism or Islam. The place of worship in Sikhism is the Gurdwara. Every sanctuary has a special altar for the Adi Granth. Sikhism has no hierarchical leadership. Therefore, anyone can read from the sacred text or lead worship. At the heart of the Gurdwara is the Lingar. When um, this refers to the kitchen where the sacred community meal is served, not just to Sikhs, but to all who need to eat. Regardless of religion, gender, or social class, believers take turns doing seva, selfless service, or a deed of love for the org. Uh, congregation by serving in the langar, preparing and serving food for the community. And this all sounds great. And my religion did this type of thing. Um, but then they also trafficked and um, fake healed and stole people's money. So, you know, these ceremonies might have some good intention, but I've seen the, the corruption firsthand. <laughs> it's it's all a bunch of hooey, really. The Baha'i faith, B-A-H-A apostrophe I, um, 
began by an Iranian man named Siad Ali Muhammad. The Baha'i belief is in a long line of prophets, including but not restricted to Abraham, Moses, David, Zoroaster, Krishna, the Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, and finally Baha'u'llah, because um, all these prophets are unique reflections of the same singular God. Baha'is understand that all religions come from the same spiritual source. Different revelations from different prophets are dependent upon the special cultural needs of people throughout history. The religion teaches that, unfortunately, it is culture itself that has distorted the revelations of God, resulting in conflict among religion traditions. God in the Baha'i faith is the source of all creation, and though described as a personal God in Baha'i scriptures, God is also an unknowable entity. That is exactly my point. God is an unknowable entity. Let's stop pretending that we hear God, that the scripture was written by God. It's not provable. I think a lot of people know this, that um, you can translate the word of God and you alone. This, this is what the leaders do. But I recommend this book, um, it goes next into Taoism, and then it goes into so many, including fandom. I'm going to cover that sometime and um, use some examples from the news. But I encourage you to have a really great day. Remember, if you feel alone and there's no one to talk to, there is someone to talk to. They have a new number for Suicide Watch. It's 988. If you or a friend are feeling down, please know that many of us who've survived these thoughts are with you. This too shall pass. Check out 988 if you need help or tell a friend. The Frankie Files podcast will resume regular episodes in February of 2023. The live chats Sundays 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific time will continue. Today was a special brief holiday broadcast. Wish you and yours well. May you have peace and tranquility for this holiday. And may all of your thoughts be clear. Your gaslighting be little. And make it to the new year, guys. It'll be worth it. Check out FrankieFilesPodcast.com and the podcast, Frankie Files Podcast, wherever you get yours. Thank you. Take care and see you on the flip side. The Frankie Files.